Hey guys, welcome back to VM Nation. We are live. We are live on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Thank you guys for following VM Nation. I'm your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach over there. There it is. Uh, today we're going to be talking life, love, baseball bats. Yeah, that's what we're, we're going to be talking about that podcasting and everything else in life with my with my friend Dave and he had me on his amazing show and uh, I was totally blown away by him so I can't wait to be able to chat with him but first I want to thank our sponsors I got a new sponsor and they're actually old friends of ours if you come to Jersey and you love to eat great breakfast and lunch definitely check out Mr. G's Eatery great people great owners um, amazing people and they have a heart and they love veterans and first responders. If you're a veteran and first responder, you get 10% off everything every day just because you're a veteran and first responder. Second sponsor I'd like to thank is me. We our, our new our new stuff just dropped. We got new t-shirts I get with the one that I'm wearing. Our new coffee, Vertical Momentum Coffee just dropped. So it's not Sanka. So it's not your mother's coffee. And um, everything that I do, all my proceeds go to help veterans that are struggling with homelessness and mental health issues. So if you guys want to support support me, support mental health issues, definitely check out the swag and check out the coffee. So, guys, this is going to be a fun and amazing conversation with a gentleman that I call Uncle Dave. And I think Dave is truly amazing. Dave, what's up, brother? Yo, brother, what's going on, man? I love it. Thank you so much. How's everything going? Things are going well, man. I love it, man. Things just keep going better and better. You know, uh, you, you sit down and you meditate a little bit in the morning, or I do, and I start going, what do I need in my life? And I, I'm i getting all the things that I need in my life. It, it really is. I would have never believed all that years ago about this uh, law of attraction, but that shit really works, man. <laughs> You know, and I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday on the show, and we were talking about how the mind really hasn't changed over the last hundred years. And, you know, I'm a big history buff. And, you know, even back in the early 1900s, um, you know, Andrew Carnegie was talking about what you obsess over is what you eventually possess. So, you know, and like we we're, I think when we were talking on your show uh, about, you know, our, our mind has the RAS system the reticulator activating system that, you know, whatever you see of eventually, you know, like when you buy a brand new blue car, all of a sudden everybody's got that same blue car because yeah. you're so focused on it. So like what you're talking about is when you see the positive in life, you start attracting more of the positiveness, correct? 100%. Yeah. The more you surround yourself with it and you start looking through it, uh, I had created this, this this process called Cluberty. It's really how the hell did I get here, and you know what are you going to do with it? So you know we've all gone through these different moments in our life, but we want to stop it. So you got to stop the patterns and looking at it. That was some of the things that we talk about, and really it's that's the bring a bat moments. That's when we bring a bat is go. I got to create my boundaries. I got to know what my non negotiables are, and am I doing that? And that's my biggest question that I always ask. Everybody, how's that working for you? And if it's not working for you, you got to do some something else, right? We got to retool. We bring our cars in for you know tune-ups all the time. We need to bring ourselves into a tune-up as well. 
So talk to us a little bit about uh, where you come from, where you grew up, and what made you the man that you are today. Oh, that's a little longer than a half hour, but I'll give you the quick, I'll give you the short Brooklyn speech. So obviously I come from New York. Uh, I grew up in Brooklyn. Uh, I was actually born on an Air Force base. I was born in San Antonio. My dad was just transitioning out of the Air Force at that time. And uh, I was born in Texas in December, and he was uh, honorably discharged in uh, January. So grew up most, most of my life in uh, blue collar mentality, you know, work hard, pick yourselves up and do what you can. And, I, and I've done that. And but we also have a lot of filters. So I learned a lot of crap that was not useful for me. And uh, you get to a lot of points in our life where things happen. And basically what brought me to where I'm at now is where I've been coaching. I've been uh, assisting people through different sets of uh, experiences and moving past it because I believe we're all phoenixes and we rise from our, the ashes. And how do we rise? It's, you know, really just a, at a point of doing that. And once we do that, that really is really what tests us up. I mean, you know, you and I spoke about some of the challenges that you've gone through. So mm -hmm. growing up in Brooklyn, look, uh, I wasn't the toughest guy in the world. And I'm still not the toughest guy in the world. Um, but uh, so to bring a bat is not about like we're going to go hit somebody's kneecaps. It really is. You need to take a stand in life. And that's what I help work, help people through, uh, through my charitable efforts. As I said, I'm looking to support you in every way that we can. Because I want to, again, thank you and all of the veterans and first responders for kind of giving those blank checks. I mean, that's what a veteran is. is somebody who gave a blank check to the country and hopefully we weren't, uh, didn't cash in on it. Look, I did lose a cousin uh, who lives in Jersey um, during the Afghan uh, war. And, you know, so there's definitely pieces of all of us in that. And, you know, I always want to, you know, thank veterans in everything I do. So as you know, and that's how it kind of brought us together in connection because we all do think alike and, uh, you know, finding those commonalities. So now what are some of the things that you actually had to, because I don't care who you are, you know, everybody has had challenges. Everybody has had struggles. What were some of the struggles that you had to break through as a young man and as you grew older? Yeah, that's funny. So that's, that's exactly how I came up with the word cluberty. So like when I was little, I got picked on all the time and my parents couldn't afford to send me to like the little league, but all the other boys were playing little be little league and stuff like that. So you're, you're excluded. You start feeling yourself that, you know, I I'm not worthy, not, you know, you really don't say those things to yourself, but you know, I can't be like everybody else. And you go through life and don't get me wrong. I've had a great life and my parents did the best they could do. Then in my twenties, I had a, a, a girl, woman uh, that I was going to marry. You know, I really, we, we talked about it. And then she got hit by a drunk driver. Uh, I was the last person to speak to her. Um, and I said to her, go to the party. Don't worry about it. She didn't drive. She didn't do anything. The guy who eventually killed her went on the sidewalk and, and you know, didn't purposely hurt her. But he definitely uh, did hurt her. And uh, she passed away. This is 20. I was ready. Literally, she was coming home from college college in california and we were going to get engaged so it was not like just somebody you know i knew and we would talk about it it was there was a plan there um and then it took me a couple of years to just get my head out of my butt if i have to really be honest with it then i met somebody and i did get eventually get married and you know the marriage lasted for a while i have two beautiful uh, biological children and uh at the end of the day we we, we, we we're not really uh long-term pals 
But uh, you know, we have we have the children, and uh, you get through that. That was the first day that I actually thought about being a phoenix, and when I started using that reference, because the reference is really about, you know, what do you do when you're in hit rock bottom? You have you have a lot of choices at that point. You could stay down there and you could wallow it, and you could say, "Yeah, this is affecting me," or you could say, "I'm going to step up. How can I do this?" And sometimes we, by doing that, is the is the first thing that we do is just even thinking about I want to do something better. And when you do that, that's when it really starts growing. And then you get through other life things. I mean, my dad passed away. I had to then move my mom down to. Uh, live near my sister. I was a I was a caregiver, but uh, it's a look. You know, New Jersey and New New York. It's pretty expensive up here. It's tough, so you you make the best decisions possible, um, and, and those are heavy decisions that you have to do. Now, there's a lot of people, you know, like if a marriage comes to an end, or if a business comes to an end, you know, they see it as failure, and I always say that um, failure is an event. It's not a person. And I think that we can all, I I love the comeback stories. You know, I'm a big, I love, you know, I always go for the underdog, always. Every movie, uh, you know, and I believe that, you know, people do love, you know, the underdog story. You know, if, if Rocky didn't lose the fright in Rocky one, there would have never been a Rocky two. Right. You know, so talk to us about, you know, having that mindset to say, okay, you know, I didn't fail. I just didn't win, but I learned a lesson. But talk about that. Yeah, sure. Of course. So, so I, like I said, I've, I've been mentoring and coaching for a number of years, but let's two years ago, I actually tried to hurt myself. So when I was going through that period where my dad had passed away, I was going through some other personal stuff and my mom, it was all weighing on me. I wasn't using my resources. So one of the things is I'm sure a lot of your listeners probably have gym memberships, but they're not going to the gym membership. Well, guess what, guys and girls and anything else? Guess what? That's not going to change your physical ability if you don't go to the gym membership. Same thing with your mental health. If you're not taking care of it, guess what? It does weigh on you. All those things that you go, I don't care, I don't care. You really do. It's those little packages that we self we hold on to and stress lives in a lot of different areas of our body. And by using that, you know, we can not worry about it, but when it starts packing up, it's time to clean the house. And that's what I do is uh, clean the house. And that's what I did. So after trying to hurt myself, I was a 36 hour period where I really went off the rails. And when I came back out of my ashes, I came back to myself, to my true self. I said, what do I have to do? Well, I, I put myself back into therapy. I did the things that I needed to do. As well as start, I knew what my resources were. I wasn't using them, and the difference now is I use them. I make sure those are my bring a bat moments. Uh, that was the, the, when I started thinking about the the idea of the peace, love. Everybody knows peace and love. You know, we could sit on top of a mountain and go peace and love all we want, but at some point you need to have those boundaries and figure out what is it the things that you really want. Who are you as an authentic person? Okay, so now no, I normally ask this question at the end of the um, interview, but since you brought it up, how does a person, because like for me, my defining moment, well, two of them was 9-11, we talked about that, yeah. and also uh, Memorial Day 2012, 
those were my, my two defining moments. And though that was the day when I actually had to learn who Richard was and I had to learn how to reinvent and reimagine my life. So after that 36 hour period that you talk about, what were some of the steps you took to reimagine and reinvent your life? Yeah, well, you know, so I, I, I'm at the rock bottom of my life and I, and I thought I had already experienced some rock bottoms, but um, this was a, a completely different rock bottom for me. And I had to figure out if I want to get out. I mean, you know, you know, at that point, when I after the 36 hours, if, you know, people were like, you know, you're going to hurt yourself, you know, all those questions. And um, at that point, you know, I, I lied through it. I mean, let's, let's be honest. Uh, I, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm not going to hurt myself. It, was it still in the back of my head? Sure. 100%. Then I got the biggest question that I had ever gotten. And that question was, Dave, do you love yourself? And I had to think about it. And if you have to think about it, the answer is no, right? So if you're in a relationship and the best, the best relationship we have is the one within ourselves. If you have to say, think about it, the answer is no, right? You know, you know, uh, I don't recall if you have any children, but you don't have to say, yeah, right. I, I think of a son. I think we talked yeah. about that. But, you know, I don't. if I go, Richard, hey, do you love your son? The answer is yes. Like, yeah. Do I like him all the time? No. You know, you know, I'm going through that with, you know, teenage girls, but do I love them? 1000%. I you know, and that's how I grew up. I mean, you know, my father and I didn't get along and we didn't have a good relationship until the very end, which I was glad for and I thank God for, for allowing that into my life. Um, but those are the things. So when you start thinking about how you want to get up and you're going to get up every day, you know, unless you, you hurt yourself. And I don't recommend it. And what I will tell people is 89% of people who have tried to hurt themselves have failed, have not succeeded in hurting themselves. And then what do you do? So I was like, all right, during my 36 hours, I had heard a voice uh, from a grandpa Mike. I don't have a grandpa Mike, but, uh, but from a grandpa Mike who said, you need to go out there and talk to people and you need to, you're not done yet. You're not done yet. Get the hell back and talk about mental health. Talk about who you are. And that's what I did is I knew the things I needed to talk about. And I started building it up every day. It didn't feel good. It didn't feel good for a long time. And it was that day by day consistency will get you there. So sometimes you do have to fake it. I, I don't like that, you know, positive, toxic positivity, you know, fake it till you make it. But sometimes you need to do that a little bit. You can't do it all the time. And that's where you, you use resources. Find the resources that you need to do for yourself. And I did. And I found out some of the areas where I was less successful. And I started researching why was I less successful, asking the questions, engage with people, find a mentor. I think having a mentor or peer-to-peer, -peer, there's a lot of peer-to-peer -peer, uh, out here on the island. And I, I, I don't, I'm sure there's peer-to-peer -peer on in, in Jersey as well as everywhere yeah. else. I mean, the Dwyer, the Dwyer Project is an amazing peer-to-peer -peer for veterans. And it really is. If you, you know, again, I, I'm not a veteran, so I, I apologize to any veterans by saying the foxhole mentality. And I don't yeah. want to, you know, make it more yeah. than what it is. But there is a huge piece of that of saying, hey, I know what you went through. You know, I might not have gone through it. You know, empathy, not that I went through it and I know exactly what you went through. But there is a point of really powerful piece of how that works. And that's what I did is I piece by piece and I knew my resources. And when I was able to create that new pattern for me, I was successful. 
and I've been doing it for other people, and I've always been able to do that for other people, but not for myself. Because at that time, I didn't love myself. I could tell you today, I do love myself. Do I like every decision I make? No. But do I love myself? Would I ever think about hurting myself again? No. 100%. That's a guarantee. That's not a lie. Uh, we're at the beginning. Yeah, you, you, you're faking a little bit. Uh, but I am not the same person I was two years ago. I haven't wasted my last two years. You know, and I love that. And um, I just dropped my new my book, just dropped. And now we have um, new bonus stuff that we dropped. And and I started my, my own coaching business, um, which I've had, but not officially, where I can turn your whole life around. I can help you turn your whole life around in 90 days. Guaranteed. No, no, it's guaranteed. But you got to do the work. And, uh, you know, like the, the things, the three things that I think that can help turn a person's life around is three things that um, I call the forgiveness, the, the, the big three. You know, uh, one is you have to forgive people that have hurt you in the past. Mm -hmm. um, you don't forget. There's a difference between forgetting and forgiving. Um, and then, you know, ask for forgiveness for all the people you've hurt. Because, mm -hmm. you know, we've all hurt people. And hurt people hurt people, unfortunately. So if you, if you do those two things, then the third thing is if you can forgive yourself, that is the hardest thing. But once you have the, you have the big three of forgiveness, it takes all that junk out of your rucksack and you don't have to carry it around anymore. Yeah. So what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. 100%. So what, what, what you've done is just explained, and I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Hopoponopono. If you see it written down, you're like, Holy shit. What the hell is that? But what it is, it's a, it's a Hawaiian prayer. And, it's four simple phrases, and it really is talking about healing within ourselves will then change the world and change other people. So now I'm going to tell you the four. It's easy, simple. I'm sorry. And if you think about when you talk to yourself, exactly like you said, forgive yourself. So I would say start with yourself. You can't work with other people if you can't work with yourself first. And that's why I always say I am my best client because when I take the time to make sure I do that, then I... I'm, I'm in the best place possible because I'm in a, a, a state of grace in, in some ways. So the first thing was, like I said, you know, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Again, we're asking that for ourselves. Then it says, thank you. Thank you for that grace that we, that we give each other and that you forgive yourself because you're really healing yourself. And then I love you. Make sure that you say, I love you, but mean it. You know, it's not like when you're with a, a girlfriend, you, you're looking to get out and you go, yeah, I love you. Uh, you know, like the, the people that I've said I love you to, I really meant it at that time. And, and, and in some ways, I still mean it for a lot of people uh, who might not want to receive it. So, you know, you can't control how other people are going to receive your message. But if you really do it with a state of grace and that true love, that it doesn't matter if they say yes or no, just unconditional love, that's what. It really is uh, powerful. You know, and I love that. And one thing, you know, I, I try to read my Bible as much as I can. Um, and they talk about, you know, the, all different kinds of loves in the Bible. They talk about, you know, agape and stuff. But, you know, they I've heard it said, and I believe that love is a commitment. It's not an emotion. 
you know, because because you can hate somebody, you can hate you can hate somebody you love at the same time. So um, a lot of times, people, you know, they're they're struggling in relationships, you know, and they think, well, I'm falling out of love. Well, you either you're committed or you're not. Right. You know, it's kind of like being, you know, half pregnant. It's like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. you know. So talk to us about, you know, how you started your podcast and why you started your podcast. Yeah. Okay. No, thanks. Uh, so I, I, when I was coming out of myself, right out, out of that 36 hour and it, you know, it took longer than 36 hours like, during that 36 hours is when I was trying to hurt myself. I, I, I made it, you know, it wasn't just one attempt. The, you know, there, there is, uh, it was definitely God's way of saying, not your time. Don't you get it stupid? Um, and that's fine. And that would be one of the things I'd say to people is stop calling yourself stupid. You know, so, you know, always talk to yourself because guess what? You're with yourself all the time. Uh, you know, I've had lots of people go, oh, Dave, you're funny. I go, yeah, you should only know what, you know, when I'm not around. Um, but what I, what you do is really just keep moving and figuring it out. So during that, that period is when I started thinking about how I wanted to do it, I wanted to be a TEDx speaker. You know, to me, it was, I want to, you know, I, I do professional speaking and I, I enjoy it. And uh, I, I was not successful. So I reached out to the producer and I said, uh, hey, why did I not do, you know, get accepted last time? He said, well, yeah, there's some things I didn't understand. And then this time I submitted the application again and I filled in all the questions. You know, like, I, and I filled all the questions in. I just didn't answer it in complete, basically balls to the wall. I mean, if we're going to really you know, be guys about it or, or people talk about it. You know, if you have to go all in. If you hold back, and that's what I did. I was holding back. I said, oh, you're going to ask me? I figured you'd give me a second round of questions. He goes, I get 700 applications. I don't have time for that. Either you give me the application or don't give me the application. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll give you the application. And I hit the home run on that shot. And um, I spoke about it. And that was the first time I spoke about uh, me trying to hurt myself. I, my friends knew about it and it wasn't as verbal. Uh, so on the podcast, so then I'm, I'm coming up with the story and I'm, and I had all this stuff in me over the years and I had the story and, and then podcast was exploding around COVID as I'm clearing all these things out. I'm like, that would be cool. And one day during one of my boundaries, I make sure I make time for myself to meditate. And I was going to acupuncture. Uh, it really works. And I'm sitting in the acupuncture and I'm like, yeah, this is all peace and love. And then I'm like, yeah, but you know, shit still sucks. I mean, there's times that it, you know, it, it sucks. And I'm like, you got to bring a bat, man. You know, like Gandhi brought a bat, you know, Martin Luther King brought a bat. Did they hit anybody? No, they were talking about nonviolence, but they knew where they stood that you didn't, you know, no matter what you look at in today in America, you know, where people stand, if anything, now, maybe we can stand a little differently or discuss those boundaries a little bit different differently so we all can talk but we all bring a bat in some way of our, of our lives and, and you know we, i love it, that you know i love that analogy because uh, i love the analogy that you know even though one second jesus was hold, holding a little lamb the next minute he's flipping concrete tables and using a whip to go after people so you know there, there's a yeah. difference be, between being weak and being meek. And I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Definitely. Definitely. And that's where, you know, and again, I, you know, I come from New York. So having a New York accent just helps that a little bit. It, 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 it sets me apart. I mean, when I come to, when I come to a speaking gig, I have my bats. 
uh, I sell bats. So I have, mer- have the merchandise. You want to pick up a, bur- a bat? Let's go pick up a bat. But then I also have a whole bunch of other peaceful things that we talk about. Um, much like I, I, I have a where I donate and I donate all of uh, not all of my proceeds, but you know, 20% to charities because that's what's part of us. Uh, there's an R in your heart is, is one of the, the t-shirt line I'm, I'm rolling out now uh, as we'll start using a bunch of R's, uh, you know, because I, I, I align myself with giving back. And I think that's what we all do is when we help uh, each other, we really, you know, are, are helping ourselves also, you know, again, it goes back to all in a, in a lot of ways, it's all about us, but how, what are we going to do? What type of legacy do we want to have for ourselves? Because we're all good people inside our heads, but how do we get it out and do that? It's not all about money. It's not all about doing that because one of the charities I give at, I'm sure everybody drinks either a bottle of water or a can of soda. Guess what? That could help charities. And Pink Cans for Cancer, which I'll mention, uh, is one of the charities I work for. Not work for. I, I assist uh, Tony Dean, you know, my buddy Tony. And Robert, they're amazing guys here on the island. They collect cans. They're the only people who can get me go to an island again. I'm a Ranger fan, so uh, my wife's a Rangers fan, so I get. Right, it. So I like your wife uh, in, in a respectful way, though. <laughs> you know? uh, but no, don't so, let me get my back. Tony called me up. He was like, "Dave, could you come down to the island of playoff game?" He goes, "I need you to help me collect cans and bottles uh, for pink cans for cancer." I said, "Sure, no problem." part of my goons for good thing. It's all this, what do we do with our, our time on this planet? Muhammad Ali had said, the price we pay for living on this planet is the service we do for others. And that's what I try to do is do as much service as I could. I, I wasn't in the military, but I could do service outside of the military as well as helping our veterans. I, I, I've, I've found some techniques that have really helped people through some really uh, difficult situations. Okay, then I got a question because um, I'm a big TED Talk guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to do my TED. I, I will do a TED Talk one day. Um, and I'm reading a book called Talk Like TED. And mm-hmm. it talks about, you know, how most the most watched talks of all time are under 18 minutes talks. Yep. You know, and they're but they're powerful. They're impacting. Um, and they're doing what we're doing. We're touching hearts. So talk to us about your experience, right? You know, going over your TED talk. How many times you went over your TED talk, and how was it actually doing it for the first time? Okay, well that's a whole story. Uh, so you know, practicing. I, I've been part of Toastmasters, so I knew how to write a speech. I, I uh, I've done a lot of speeches, and I'm not really great at memorization. I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, but but I was able to do it. And then that morning, I got up and I was like. This is it. So no matter what I do, I'll be a TEDx speaker, right? Which is has a different look to it and, and things like that. But the real part of it was, guess what? My friends knew I had tried to hurt myself. I tried to kill myself. and um, But this is putting it out into the world. Yeah. This is big boy time. Yeah. So once, once you get it out there, you can't go back. You can't put the genie in the bottle. Yeah. And it became a little overwhelming for me, to, to be honest. But I had my bag. So at that time, I had already come up with the concept of the podcast. I hadn't uh, dropped my first episode, but I went in as we're going outside. This was during COVID. Uh, so I swung my bat as I was waiting for my turn to go. I went there and the, for me, truthfully, the, the, the presentation, I could do better. 
the words have actually resonated with a lot of people. And I, I got contacted by a couple of people who were going through a, a period uh, and they needed some assistance. So I was able to give them guidance or tell them how I got through it. Uh, that I, you know, I, I don't discuss how I tried to hurt myself. So that's not a conversation I'm going to have. I only talk about the, the, the rise because that's what's really important is the rise. And to remind people that, you know, 89% of those who weren't successful are still here among us. And that's who I want to talk to is the people who need the help. We all need it. If you've yelled at your kid, you've had a mental health issue, right? We all did. Guilty <laughs> as charged. I'm not going to tell you, nah, I, I, peace and love and this. You got to, at some point, it gets frustrating. We get frustrated. And by not being able to carry that weight, there's different ways to do it. Now, I would say that there's been times in my life that I didn't do it properly. And I'm guilty as charged for that as well. But those are the things I've learned. And again, like I said to you, I'm not the person I was two years ago. Uh, I'm not the person I was six months ago. But I think, you know, like I, I've been, to, you know, people that I listen to, they, they say, well, I want to be, a, you know, some people say, well, I want to be a great speaker or, uh, you know, I want to be, I want to be good on camera. Well, you got to speak and you got to be on camera. So, you know, like I talked to a young lady yesterday, she's a, um, global speaker and she was mentored by Mr. Les Brown. Mm -hmm. And he told her in order to be a great speaker, you have to speak. So she started doing daily videos and on, um, on YouTube. And for me, you know, the best way to get your story perfected is to tell your story. Exactly. So now talk to us about, you know, what, you know, why should a person start a podcast and what would you do differently now than before you started your podcast? Yeah, sure. So when I launched the podcast, when I dropped it, uh, I was like, ah, nobody's going to listen to it. Uh, and then uh, I started seeing people were listening to it. And, you know, you have to go in with a little more confidence. I, I probably would, would have built a better team uh, because I wasn't sure of myself. I was like, what is what's going to what's going to come up? Where, what am I going to get the content to? And that's why I like the interviews, because it's not about me. I, I don't know that anybody wants to hear me only for 45 minutes. And, you know, that was a big challenge for me is what am I going to talk about in a, in, a, in, a, in a way every week? And what I did is the peace and love. And I want to make sure everybody knows we're all in it together. We're all in that big foxhole where I mentioned that is that we've all gone through those moments. And that's the... What I talk about is either finding a resource like yourself or how you overcame it. Even though you're coaching, I, I ask you, well, what did you go through? I want people who know. I know I was a recovery coach. At, uh, you know, So I knew that it's possible. All this is possible, not only because I've experienced it, I've seen it, I've helped it, I've held hands, I've cried with people who needed to be held. And that's what you do is by showing up. And that's the... The, the thing I didn't realize how many people did. And that, that's one of those law of attraction. Every now and then I was like, you know, I, I don't know if I'm going to, if I'm going to have enough guests and I've been blessed with guests that, you know, like your episode is going to be out, you know, March or April. Like I've been guest with so many people who want to be on the guest. And the more people I talk to, the more people who want to be on a, a guest and we figure it out because I want to hear everybody's story. That's the part. Anybody who wants to have a podcast, do it. You could do it 
for free on your phone. If you have, as long as you have a phone, go do it. Somebody will listen to it. And if not, you'll still find the value. You'll find the value for yourself. And that's the really big part. So, you know, I don't have all these fancy sponsors yet. But the answer is I'm having a great time doing it. And I don't care what goes on. I'm wearing my T-shirts. Um, I, the more people that see my T-shirts, the more people are like, oh, man, where can I get one? I was like, there you go. Let's all figure it out. And it really is. Do what makes you happy. And if it makes you happy, who cares if it's only you? You are the, again, we, where we talked a few times about this. You are the most important thing that you need to do. So do that, whatever makes you happy. As long as it's not hurting somebody, go for it and join the podcast world. So then um, how do we find you? How do we find your podcast? How can we support your missions and what you're doing? Yeah, thanks. So I'm all, you can find me on Facebook, Instagram. My name is David Chemetsky. It sounds really scary, but there's a Z in it. It's really okay. Um, what you can do is find me on, on there. The podcast is um, really all over. So just peace, love, and bring a bat. Check it out. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google. You know, it's on all the major platforms. Uh, iHeart, um, and it's also it just you know it's pretty cool. I did I, I put it out on uh, Facebook. Uh, it was ranked number three in spiritual podcasts by Good Pods. I'm I love like, it. Oh, cool. Uh, you know, <laughs> so it was cool. I mean, there's, there's always going to be funny stories. There's veterans that come on who uh, I had one veteran who told me what it was like to experience PTSD with his uh, coach that he who helped him through it. So it's not only about coming to me. And I have a you know a website, David Chemetsky. So that way it's really easy. There's not too many of us around David Chemetsky's. So, you know, chances are if you found one, you found the right one. All right. So last question I ask everybody, um, you know, we live on the East Coast and our, because of our amazing mayors and governors, we're going back on lockdown, I think, again. So, you know, just in, in you know, in New Jersey, New York, we've lost over a thousand restaurants. So, you know, there's a lot of fa uh, fathers and mothers that are driving Uber and DoorDash just to put food on the kids' table and on the table. So if you ask the average person to do something in seven days, they're not going to get to it because they're so busy in life. But if somebody's listening to this right now and we ask them to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, they're more likely. So if somebody right now is listening to this and is struggling with their mental health, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to get some help. Okay, so the first thing is I'm gonna teach you a quick reset button that everybody has within themselves. What the, you know, no matter what you're going through, look to find somebody. Find somebody, a friend, I don't care who it is, there's always somebody to talk to. And I, like I say on my podcast, if you don't have somebody to talk to, reach out to Uncle Dave. I will make time for everybody, especially veterans and first responders. But the reset, because especially we're seeing some of this on video, is I just want you to rub your hands. If you rub your hands, for 30 seconds, really it's after 15 seconds, but 30 seconds, just give yourself that time to breathe. It will automatically calm you down, no matter what's going on. And the reason why it will, it's biological. This is not because Uncle Dave says so. This is biological. It'll create delta waves in your head. The delta waves will automatically calm you. You create delta waves automatically when you go to sleep. So create more of them, not putting yourself to sleep, but just calm yourself. Get your body. Add to the brain soup that we have and make sure you spend that time to just 
few seconds. I don't care if you're driving Uber as you suggested. You could do it during a red light. I've done it. I've had panic attacks, and now I don't anymore because I'm taking care of myself. So, But I know that a few minutes of just taking care of yourself, it will work. And that's why I always say, come talk to me for 20 minutes. On my website, I always have you know, the 20-minute option, no charge. It's all on me. And in 20 minutes, I could change your life. Will I change everything about your life? No. But could I give you some things in you know, the 20 minutes to help you 100%. It's been done before. And I love it. I, you know, I, I always say that, you know, self-care is so important because you cannot pour from an empty cup. Dave, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. I, I, I love hanging out with you. I can't wait to get together, go out for some Italian dinner or something, you know, sometime and, and hang out. So guys, definitely check out the podcast. Um, amazing guests, amazing things going on. Check out his website. Guys, I want to thank our sponsors. If you guys love Italian food, and if you love, like for New Jersey, Taylor ham, egg, and cheese sandwiches, definitely go to Mr. G's. They're here right here in Lindhurst. Check them out. And also, if you guys like swag, like shirts like this, hats, um, we came out with a brand new coffee. If you guys love coffee, definitely check it out. Um, Go to verticalmomentumpodcast.com and check out everything we're doing. I love you guys. Um, as you guys know, we don't make any money what we're doing, really. Um, so if you just say, uh, leave a comment for me or, or Uncle Dave, you know, and or maybe share it, that's the only thing we ask. Um, so I love you. Um, Dave, have an amazing week. I appreciate you, brother. Back at you, brother, man. I and I can't wait. I mean, let's come down. I I, I have a, I have my passport to go to the mainland. We can get to Jersey. That's easy. <laughs> All right, and guys, remember vertical momentum. The only way to go is but up. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.